I'm Crystal Sherelle from Indie Artist School. Welcome to The Singer's Arsenal. Today we're going to talk about virtual gigging. Okay, so I know that, you know, there's a lot going on in the world right now and musicians are having a really hard time finding a way to make money during this pandemic. Uh, there's this amazing wave of virtual gigging happening all over the place. It doesn't matter if you have a large fan base, a small one, or if you're still doing private gigs like virtual telegrams and stuff like that. I just wanted to get on here and tell you guys a few things that you can do to navigate and some resources you can use. Also talk about the different types of virtual gigs there are right now that you can utilize. Okay, so the very first one is the free gig, okay, with the virtual tip jar. I like to think of it like the its equivalent would be like busking on the side of the street. Uh, <laughs> depending on what platform you use, it's going to feel more like that. Or it would be like having an impromptu uh, concert for your fans, a free concert. And whoever happens to be there in that area gets to go and you'll put a tip jar there and that's how they pay you. So ways you could do the free gig with tip jars is or virtual tip jars is using platforms that you already know mostly uh, like Facebook, Instagram Live or YouTube Live. And I'm going to talk about how they're a little bit different and where, what their strong points are. So Facebook Live is really good because it has more reach. What I mean by that is it's very easy for people who are already fans of yours to share your live video on their page and get more people to see your video whether they're fans of you or not. So if you're looking to ex expand your fan base, which a lot of artists are depending on where they are, uh, I don't know anybody who who's not wanting to reach more fans. So this is going to be helpful. Um, you can do that and the way you can help make money is by just adding in your description uh, your PayPal link or Cash App or whatever you use. I think the PayPal link is a lot more secure, uh, so I highly recommend that. But again, I'm not, I don't work for anybody. So <laughs> nobody's promoting me for that. So you could use whatever platform you want, however you'd like to receive your money. Okay, so Instagram, what's good about Instagram is that mm, there's a, I feel like there's a lot more people on it right now. Uh, Facebook is kind of dying out. It depends on your fan base. Uh, if you have a younger audience, they're most likely going to be on Instagram than on Facebook. If you have an older audience, they might be on Facebook. And again, I'm not saying that only older people are on Facebook. It also depends on your genre. Uh, there are certain genres of music that just kind of lends itself to older demographics or demographics that have a different uh, user behavior. So if you're on Instagram, you if you have more fans on Instagram, by all means, use Instagram. Uh, yes, and same thing. You can pin... Uh, the top comment or your description at the top with your Cash App. Uh, that's a good place to use Cash App because in my experience, whatever you pin is not actually clickable in Instagram. So it needs to be something people can see visually and use later. And you could save it to your story so people can watch later uh, as well. 
Uh, you can even put a link in your bio that has that in it and you could just refer people to there and to come right back to your show, okay? Or you can encourage them to do it after. It's better to have them do it before though. Okay, another thing that you could use is YouTube Live. Now, YouTube Live is not um, something that everybody who has a YouTube can use. It depends on how many subscribers you have. So if you don't have enough subscribers, you're gonna find that you can't even use YouTube Live. But if you do, it's really great because people can super chat you right there on the platform. They don't have to go anywhere and you can see their comment as well as receive money from them. So I really like YouTube Live for that. Okay, so that's the free gigs uh, with tips. So that's the most common platforms that they're used for that. The next one is paid exclusive gigs. I'm going to say that's more like having a small concert where people bought a ticket to come see you. Okay, and I say small just because of the caps of how many participants can join these platforms that I'm talking about at one time during a live stream. Okay, so the first one you could use is, again, your PayPal link and or any other payment platform, but just make sure that, you know, they pay you up front and then you give them a, an exclusive link to your concert. Uh, usually it's better if there's a password involved so that they can join that. Now, you want everybody joining the same concert, so you need to make sure if you're using, for example, Zoom, you'll create a meeting called uh, Crystal's Concert or whatever. Uh, hopefully you have a way cooler name than that. But anyway, you have your link uh, and you wanna make sure that as you do that, that there is a password on there and you give the password and the link to the people who have paid and bought a ticket. The only thing about Zoom is that if you have the free plan, you're only able to have 100 participants at a time. So it kind of limits you on how many people can join, but if you have um, around that many or fewer fans that you think will pay to come see you, then this is perfect and you don't even have to worry about uh, any upfront costs. So that's good. Um, another thing that you could use is something called Google, Google Hangouts. Um, I believe that you can only do this if you're a G Suite user. So it might be some money involved in that. I'm not 100% sure. Um, but basically, their cap is actually even a little bit wider, and, and it's 250 participants. So that gives you an extra 150 people to join. Very good, okay? Uh, the only thing is, as you create these meetings, you want to make sure you look at your settings, and if you don't want people interrupting your show by sharing their screen or getting on the video or talking while you're performing, then you can limit that in your settings. If you want people to and just expect them to be courteous and you have some ground rules up front, that's fine too. Um, also, in the, both of these platforms, they can chat and comment and you can look at that. Although I will say there's certain screen settings that make it harder for you to see those comments in real time. So, you know, there's some pros and cons to this way of doing it. But the good thing is it guarantees uh, your money up front and it makes people more likely to actually pay you. Um, because if they have to pay you first to see you, then hey, there you go. Uh, and again, your ticket prices don't need to be high. You know, it could be $5, it could be $2, whatever. It could be 10, it could be 50. It, it just doesn't matter. You just gotta know your fan base and if you, and also your own, uh, value. Um, and I'm not saying if you charge less money that you have less value. Just know 
you know, if you've got experience and you were charging that much in person, you want to dock it just a little bit virtually because there is something missing a little bit from virtual experiences. But you don't want to completely undersell yourself, okay? Especially since there's a cap of how many people can come see you. So you want to make sure the right people are there who have the money and support you enough uh, to show up. So there you go. There's also another way to do it. You could do uh, something called uh, Crowdcast. This is paid concerts as well. Uh, this is really for people who have a large following, okay? Um the reason I say that is because one for one, you can have over a thousand people or more on these platforms I'm about to mention. But another big thing is because they take a percentage of your ticket sales, which, you know, you got to think about that. How much value does the platform offer you for how much you're investing in it? You know, are you going to be breaking even at the end of this or not even is it not going to be worth it if you could do it for free on another platform? Then I wouldn't suggest this. But one thing is, these platforms I'm about to mention are specifically made for gigging. It's specifically made for virtual touring. So it's really common for a lot of major artists to use this and also independent artists who have a strong fan base. Um, so the first one that I want to talk about is something called Crowdcast. Crowdcast has a monthly fee of about $20 to $139, and it really just depends on how many um you know, what tier you choose to use. Uh, they also cut a small percentage of your sales, like between two to 5% of each of your sales. So it's worth it because of that monthly fee if you're touring a lot, okay? If, if you're gigging a lot, if you plan to like really hit the ground running and do a bunch of virtual gigs and you know you can sell tickets consistently for a long period of time, then I would highly recommend using something like that with a monthly fee. There's another one also called Stage It. I've never used Stage It, okay? But they take a larger percentage of your ticket sales. That's kind of why I haven't used it. But anyway, uh, also really good. Again, these programs are made we're gigging virtually so they have you know better quality uh, and things like that again as I say they have better quality some of these things are independent of the platform itself like if you have bad Wi-Fi then maybe this isn't the best bet you know you need to go ahead and invest there first before you invest in a platform that's going to require so much more um, another thing I will say is is your like your webcam quality or uh, your microphone and things like that, that can change the quality of your video too, which has nothing to do with the platforms uh, that they're on. But I'm just letting you know what's out there just in case, okay? Um, another thing that you could do in this one, I haven't really seen done, but it is a possibility. Uh, I don't know how well this is going to work, but I'm just going to shoot it out there and tell you. Uh, you could sell your performance like an album, okay, like a virtual album. Uh, and, and, and again, there's not really a platform for distribution for you to post it yet anyway, I'm sure maybe later, uh, on like Spotify and stuff like that. But what you can do is record your concert, okay, and then save it in a platform that has a link, a private link like Dropbox or something like that, and then charge people to have that link and download your video. So that's one way to do it. Um, again, not sure that's going to work as well as these other uh, methods I mentioned for two reasons. Number one, uh, 
people aren't really buying movies outright or buying albums outright like that anymore. We're living in a streaming world. We're living in an, like a world where people have so much access to so many things. So paying for the one record, recorded video, it doesn't give them as much of a personalized experience. The benefit of selling live stream concerts is because there's engagement involved. Uh, and that's really the strongest selling point of a concert. And even if you're doing them free on Instagram or Facebook, you know, this brings me to my next point. Give them a true experience, okay? Uh, that's really what's going to make people want to tip you in the first place. Uh, so, you know, if people are leaving comments and hearts and stuff like that, you need to respond to them in between songs or so, you know, let them get to know you, tell a story, you know, I'm not saying just do that the whole time, but don't just go song to song to song. And this, this is important whether you're performing live or if you're performing virtually. Um, so if you're in person or online, the same rules apply. So even if you're performing at your house, think about how you can make it feel like, you know, they went out to see you. You know what I mean? So if you can get some lights or something like that, include that. Uh, if you can break your setup, like I said, and just include something, something creative that can get them engaged, like, okay, so maybe people can't clap along physically, but they could put clap emojis. Things like this can really help. You could say, give me star eyes if you're feeling this, this song or in the song is something about stars in your eyes or whatever. Give people something to do and they will feel so much more engaged. And that's really what people are paying for in the first place. They want to hear your voice. They want to be entertained and they want to be a part of the experience. Okay. Another way you can make money through this. I know if I'm, I might be moving a little fast y'all, but I'm really excited about virtual gigging. I want artists everywhere to know that you can still make money right now. In, the, in a pandemic, you can still do it, okay? So uh, I love this because I actually learned this tip uh, from watching Jill Scott and Erica Badu. They, they had a versus on Instagram. It was free, everybody could join, but it just generated so much buzz. Again, when you're legends like them, that's easy. The marketing part is easy, but it was really strategic because what Erica Badu did is she also had a concert, a virtual concert, book that same night like immediately after the verses which was so smart so as soon as the verses was over uh she said okay everybody come come to my website i have a virtual concert going on okay brilliant okay and you could pay to go to the concert and guess what she sold merch as well that was really specific to the gig so this is something you can do too uh, for those of you who have taken my course uh, called the Indie Artist Toolkit, then you already know some of these tips, but I'm going to say it for those of you who have not taken my course yet, that she, you can actually do drop shipping. And drop shipping is a website that lets you create merch, okay? Free of cost, uh, no charge up front anyway. You can create merch. If you have a designer, you can work with them and put those PNG transparent images, high quality, onto the shirt 
and it can be printed on demand, okay? And the thing is you can have set up a shop in something like Shopify and people will go to your site and they can buy it and then you'll pay for the actual printing process, which is a percentage of the sale. So when you create that price for that item, you wanna kind of scale it up enough to where you can still make a profit, but just know uh, that it makes it so much easier for you to have merch. So yeah. So these are ways you can make money. Uh, and while you're in the show on the concert, you can promote your merch. You can tell people to go get it. Uh, you can even provide a discount for them so that they can go look at it then. Well, you guys, I really hope that these tips have been useful for you. If you want to learn how to sing and develop your voice and learn more things like this, visit my website, indie-artist.teachable.com. That's indie-artist.teachable.com. Well, you guys, until next time. Have a good day. Yay! Yay.